You're listening to the General Geekery Podcast. episode i'm guessing 23 of general geekery you know at this point we've just kind of stopped caring uh what number we're on as long as hey, you're listening so. we care we just can't keep track of it so yeah okay, because that's, that's probably we don't do so, we don't do sophisticated things like write shit down so. or count beyond well, yeah 21 without <laughs> taking our pants off so our guest is having regrets about this yeah probably and our guest tonight <laughs> is uh Ellie Spry of Sprywalker Customs, so thanks for joining us. Yeah, man, glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. Well, not at all. I've been a big fan of your work for, geez, I don't know, a long time. Years and years yeah, and years. Yeah, me too. Um, um, Jimbo, thanks, will, our, our semi-regular regular host, Jimbo, will hopefully be on at some time later this evening. He's We're assuming eating something, so you know, now's the time to talk bad about Jimbo while he's not here. Well, you know, every time's a good time to talk bad about Jimbo, whether he's here well, or not. That doesn't Yeah, close. but slacker. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but don't forget, this is the guy that was saying, this is the guy that was telling us we should move to fucking Texas, so, right. um, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm questioning him anyway, so. Yeah, there's, there's a little um, bit of sanity lacking in that. Um, one of the first things we were going to discuss tonight was, uh, new offerings from Hasbro that aren't entirely crap, which these days seems to be a rarity. <laughs> it's the exception. It, yeah, it, is. it really is. Um, for those of you who have been keeping track of stuff coming out, Hasbro put two, um, two, two packs out in relation to two of the most recent Marvel movies that have come out and are coming out. And the first one is Doctor Strange, which uh, came out not too long ago. And the second one is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. The Doctor Strange figure pack comes with 
two versions of Doctor Strange. That annoys the shit out of me. Yeah, I can see how people get annoyed. I like the... I'm a sucker for translucent figures. So one of the figures is just the straight Doctor Strange in the traditional, the movie traditional um, costume with his cloak of levitation. The second figure that comes in that set is basically the exact same figure, but just semi-translucent, clear, kind of a pearl white. It's not quite translucent, but it's close. So pearl white minus the cloak of levitation. That's kind of the hang-up for me is they couldn't be bothered to add the cloak of levitation onto the spectral form. That's stupid. It is, kind of. Um, I do have the the original Marvel Universe um, spectral Doctor Strange that came out, geez, I don't know, four or five years ago, I think. And It had the cape. Uh, it sure did. And I actually kind of like that one better. Um, does the, does the likeness, does it look like Benedict Cumberbatch? The, the likeness, well, at first I was going to mention why I like the other one better. I just, the other one is kind of a, it's not the, when you hold them together, the one that comes, the new one kind of is yellowish almost. You don't notice it so much when you're holding it by itself, but when you get the new one against the, the old one, the old one's kind of got a really kind of a, almost glittery blue tinge to it, and it looks really nice. And as you said, it comes with the cloak levitation, and this one doesn't. The likeness is getting there, but it's not real, not real specific. So it's more generic goatee guy than uh, Benedict. Yeah, I mean, I... I was hoping to be able to get a cast of the head and do a Sherlock custom, but I don't think that's gonna. I don't think that's gonna happen. There's not enough resemblance in the in there to put it on another figure and be able to identify the the who that's supposed to be. Um, the articulation is not bad. We've got the swivel elbows, the the normal shoulders. There is no wrist articulation, so I'm kind of annoyed by that. It's got the nice rocker ankles, and it does have a swivel at the uh, waist on the Doctor Strange figures. Overall, I think the sculpt is nice. The paint job, my paint job is not, the paint job on mine isn't bad. I've seen some where the eyes are just completely off. Uh, I got lucky and got fairly decent paint jobs on mine. The sculpt is not bad. The articulation's pretty decent. Overall, I think they're 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 good figures and they're worth picking up for sure. If nothing else, definitely for customs because there's a lot of room for just minor improvements that would make these figures fantastic. So the Doctor Strange is definitely worth picking up. Uh, the other one that came out was the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, which comes with uh, Star Lord with uh, the face mask version, uh, his two blasters, and obviously a removable coat. Uh, I think the sculpt is really nice. It has the rocker ankles, double knees. It does not have the swivel hip joint, or the swivel waist joint like the Doctor Strange figures, which I kind of found odd. Uh, the blasters will clip into pegs on the side of his legs, 
Um, overall, I think the aside from the lack of waist articulation, I think the figure is really nice. I dug in my fodder bag and pulled out a a knapsack from I think it's Snake Eyes, maybe one of the old 25th anniversary Snake Eyes, and threw it over his shoulder and. It's great. I, I like the figure. A little lacking on the articulation, but I think it's it's a decent figure. The other one that comes with it is Yandu, which I thought was kind of an odd choice. Um, you know, like people are complaining about the the spectral Doctor Strange. I thought Yandu was kind of a weird choice for. Uh, I think he's a lot more preferable than the second Doctor Strange. Yeah, I'll I'll agree to that, but. Um, you know, I don't know who I would add in for Doctor Strange. I mean, Mordo, maybe. But other than that, there weren't really any big characters in that movie that I would, like, I need a well, figure of that. No, there wasn't any. But the, the fact is, it should have been Baron Mordo. I mean, there's just, I, I don't know. When, when you only have one special edition release of articulated Doctor Strange figures from the movie... And you waste both slots on variations of Doctor Strange. It's just it's a it's a failure, in my opinion. So yeah, they, there's no reason they couldn't have put Baron Mordo in there. It's yeah, just, I can see that. Just a to, bad call to a point, but I'm I'm happy with. Like I said, I'm a I'm a pretty big sucker for translucent figures, so I'm not I'm not as disappointed as you are. Um. Uh. Because they're cheap baskets and they're just using two two molds for four figures. Oh, right. there the fuck he is. There's Jimbo. <laughs> Thought we were going to get I mean, away from like half two minutes ago and answer your you know your 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 PMs and shit. You'd know. Well, that would mean I would have to look at it in order to answer it, and I did not do that. So no. There you go. So anyway, the the Yandu figure also does not have the the. Um, waist articulation like um, like Peter Quill does not. Uh, Are they the same mold? It's not quite the same mold. It's pretty close. I mean, I thought it was the same mold to begin with, but you look at the detail in the pants, they're different. The boots are different. The torso is very different. The sculpt is really nice, actually, even though with the lacking articulation... You know, the the sculpt of the Yondu figure, if you got a different head, all you'd need to do is a head swap and a little bit of repainting, and I think that would make an awesome Malcolm Reynolds custom figure. Um I don't so, even, I don't even think just minimal repainting, just you know, touching up some of the like the Reaver logos and stuff like that. And this would this would work and the obviously the blue hands. And again, no wrist articulation, which is kind of a, a downer on these guys. But I think these guys, the Yondu figure, would make an awesome base for a Malcolm Reynolds custom. You just need a, a decent, you just need a Nathan Fillion head and you're all set. The the um, Michael Rooker head sculpt on this is fantastic. For Oh, it, so it looks like Michael Rooker. Yeah, it does. I mean, nice. for as, as good as Hasbro can do in three and three quarter inch, He's got that, you know, that shit-eating grin, and he's got that, you know, that dorsal fin on his head sticking up. Um, aside from the wrist articulations, my other beef with this is it comes with a really nice holster for his arrow, but it does not come with an arrow. What the fuck? Right. 
<laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, so... Uh, is it possible maybe they just mispackaged it and it was supposed to have one? No, because there's... I, I looked and there's no spot oh. in the blister pack. Oh, God, that's stupid. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> so, no... Hey, let's put a functional holster on this, but right. let's not give them the accessory that goes with it. So when I was digging for my knapsack to go with Peter Quill, I pulled out one of the, you know, the loose arrow that comes with, like, Shadow Tracker and Zartan, and it is way too big. Way too big. So I have, I'm probably going to work on some sort of custom for that. Probably a toothpick is probably what I'm going to use for base material on that. But overall, compared to what Hasbro's putting out, I think these are... Overall, I think they're fantastic figures. Uh, Toys R Us online, the Toys R Us online store had them. That's when I got them. Uh, there was a discount code, so they basically knocked off the amount of shipping. And uh, they were a reasonable price, too. So, you know, the two packs have been going for right around 20 bucks, 25 bucks. I think that's right, right in the neighborhood where these were with the discount. What the hell? Somebody sounded like somebody was just at an airport. What the hell yeah. was that? I don't know. I didn't hear it. So, uh, yes. what are you, deaf? Jeez. I heard it. Total airplane oh. mode. I think that was our guest. Like, can y'all not see his they, video feed? I what? see his video. Yeah. He's yeah, painting have, or something. I have mine. Yeah. Not at an airport. It was I simultaneous see. to him moving his camera around. No. Yeah. No. No. That I can clearly see his collection behind him, and he hasn't moved. Um, well, you're fucking wrong because he's doing it right now. No, he's not. Uh, there's Brian's bald head. Yeah, so. Yeah, good job waiting like five seconds after I say it to say no, he's not. <laughs> right, so like I said, uh, yeah. I'll put pictures up on the on the uh, website, on, the, on our podcast page when we uh, get ready to uh, put this episode up to go along with this, but overall, I think they're definitely worth it, worth the figures, worth the, whoops, the cake comes off real easy on the Doctor Strange, too, the cloak levitation. Overall, I think they're definitely worth getting. Highly recommend it. Compared to what Hasbro's been putting out, kind of the only downside is there's not decent Guardians of the Galaxy figures to go with that Peter Quill and the the Yondu. Uh, I got the I got another one of the um, Gamora armored Gamora figures, but again, that articulation is kind of limited, and it's not you know not movie accurate to go with the other figures. But overall, I think they're worth getting. All right, um, so that was kind of our review of the new figures. And JD, you said you wanted to talk about the Han Solo movie. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. We haven't discussed it too, too much, no. but, um, I'm going to ask the guest first. Uh, what do you think, first of all, about the idea behind the Han Solo movie and what the, uh, and your, your impressions of say like the cast photo or, uh, what you're kind of hoping for with the movie. Yeah, expectations. Uh, I hope they don't over-explain everything. 
Um, I'll tell you, my biggest worry with this Disney acquisition is that they're just going to produce. There's going to be a movie every year, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm. That that's what I'm looking forward to. I mean, I kind of am, but are they going to wear it out at the same time? You know, hopefully. Here, that's their actual stated plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To wear it out. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be making a movie a year until my kids have kids. So, uh, yeah, yeah, if they they wear it out, then that's just fine because that's a whole lot more satisfying than getting a movie trilogy and then 16 years later getting another movie trilogy and then it was just gone. I mean, there were no prospects after Revenge of the Sith for any more Star Wars movies at all. And then, so, I was a total champion of the Disney acquisition because right away they said, oh, we're doing seven and we're going to do other movies. And so I can't wait to get a new Star Wars movie every year. Um, so, and I'm not at all worried about them diluting the brand by doing too many movies because if they keep, they keep doing saga movies and then jumping around and making other movies, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I guess, I guess I like mystery and things and I just don't need everything explained is, is my thing. Um, I'm looking forward to, to more movies, but, uh, I've not. You know, it may seem weird. I'm the Star Wars fan. I, I've not, I've not followed everything about the on Solo story. To be honest, I've seen the uh, photo online, and uh, sadly, that's about it. Well, are you? Um, well, okay. We'll start with this. How big of a Han Solo fan are you? I'm a pretty big Han Solo fan. I mean, I love the character. Um, cause, uh, well, I was just wondering because a lot of, a lot of the, um, the hesitation that I see from fans online tend to be people where Han's their favorite character or, um, or either that you know, so so they're sort of afraid to see uh, the wrong story told with him, or or it's people that just flat out can't stand the idea of anybody but uh, cranky old Harrison Ford playing it. <laughs> um, but I don't really see a lot of people that say, uh, you know, I don't want to see it because um, I'd rather them make you know movie about another character. Um, yeah, I don't really so, feel that way. I, I, uh, I'm just taking a wait and see approach. Um, so, um, Brian, what do you think? I know you're 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 the Sith fan. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I know like you like Job of the Hunt and stuff, but um, I don't even know where you are. Um, like. I'm not sure where you are on the whole smuggler underworld type thing, other than like Bubba Fett and the bounty hunters. You know, I'm, I can see both sides of this. I can see that I'm excited to get a new star Wars film every year for the same reason that JD is. It's been a long time. It's one of my favorite properties. It's probably the first thing that I remember as a kid is going to see star Wars and getting star Wars figures. 
and to have new movies is a very exciting prospect. But at the same time, I'm kind of with Spry on this that, you know, I don't want everything explained. I mean, it's starting to kind of get into that expanded universe thing that a lot of people complained about because it's like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to see it. I don't need to know more. It's, it's kind of, kind of nice to have that kind of mysterious background, especially with Han Solo, you know? Um, well, but that being said, am I going to go see it? Hell yeah, I'm going to go see it. Um, well, Jimbo, what do you think? I'm I'm very leery of the idea that you know what we're going to get is really going to be worth worth the effort of, of you know trying to do uh, Han Solo's backstory. You know? There are, there are some characters that you know when you're given to when you're given them the first time around they've got a complete character arc, and then when you try to add in stuff it's it, it's like you're trying to turn them into an, uh, a daily soap opera, and, and you're just like filling in, you know, details just just to be filling in detail that don't add to the character arc. Yeah, and I can like, see your point. You um, know, and some characters, some characters just don't need that. Like Spider-Man, you can do that, right? Because he doesn't have a finished character arc. He has the he has that origin crux of you know wanting to live up to Uncle Ben's, you know, with. Great power comes great responsibility, right? and that's his whole character arc where he just tries to live up to the great responsibility, right? <coughs> on the other hand, go away. you go away. You know, some characters, you know, they're finished, and and you know, I don't know, it just doesn't work right. Well, are you are you curious about the movie, or are you just against the movie? Then I'm, I'm gonna I'm. I'll go see it because I'm gonna, you know, I'm, I'm, I try to make up my mind on things, you know, from experience and whatnot. Although there's a few things that I just refuse to. Um, but yeah, I'll, I, I'll go see it, but you know, I don't, I'm not gonna see it on opening night. I'll, I'll wait over the weekend to see what the initial reaction is. You know, I'll probably pay for the matinee, maybe. Maybe I'll sneak into it after paying for another movie. <laughs> um. You're here so, first. Wow, I can't decide if I should classify you as as uh, as 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 cautiously curious or just um, resigned to going to see it. Jeez, um, kind of resigned, I guess. Yeah. Wow. It's like uh, you know, I, I was I was I paid to go see Logan, but I waited until Apocalypse came on HBO or Stars or whatever it's on and watched it for free. You know, I'm kind of in the middle of that with this Han Solo Man. idea. I'm just like, you know, what story is there to tell? What what question is there? You know, how to? You know, what what do we need to know about how he got to the to the cantina in Mos Eisley? What what do we need to know? Is there anything there? What, what's the big question? Well, maybe there is. We don't know. We're gonna have to wait and see. No, they're gonna. No, 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 no. We know what we know about Han Solo from the cantina until his death on on Star Killer Base, right? Hey, spoiler what alert! What there that <laughs> um, needs to be answered about, his, about uh, him getting to the cantina? So wait, they can you're make up they, a question, but you're there is they no killed that, that old right fuck. Now. Okay, um, I, I, man, you guys, uh, um, 
guy's brain on my parade all the time. Ah. Yeah, I, um, I do like Don, Don Lover. I, I like him. He's good. Uh, yeah, I'm, that's what I'm... That sounds, that sounds fun. I'm more eager to see that, honestly. I'm more eager to see... Yeah, I'd rather see a, a Lando Calrissian prequel movie. Well, yeah. okay. First of all, I'm always going to push for a Lando Calrissian movie, a Lando Calrissian TV series, an ongoing Lando Calrissian comic book, and an entire novel, uh, and, and an entire line of... Uh, of uh, uh, or, or, or a whole web series all about the daily life of Lando Calrissian. Yeah, I saw that one coming. We are going to get into the fact that behind Greedo, Lando Calrissian is my favorite Star Wars character. So, um, all right, I'm going to be the sunny optimist here. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to see what the hell they're going to do with this movie. Um, um, I read... Back in the, good God, what is it, late, late 90s now, when they, when uh, Ann Crispin wrote that, um, that trilogy of books about um, early Han Solo, and then uh, in the late 70s, Brian Daly wrote a trilogy about Han Solo um, uh, in the, in the couple years before A New Hope, but. You know, I I read them, and I had thoughts on them. Um, (laughs) Which we've talked about on the show before. None of, you know, none of of what happens in most of those books or any any of the places I would have gone, but that, I don't know, I guess it's because I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what they do with this movie, Um, but I admit... Uh, when they first announced it, I was like, well, I guess, as long as Lando's in it, it'll be okay. And then when they announced that Lando was going to be in it, and that they wanted Donald Glover, I was excited. And when they announced that Donald Glover officially was Lando Calrissian, that was my... That was my first step to being all in. But, I mean, from the beginning, even though I was scratching my head at why Han Solo, of all characters, because I like Han Solo. I do. But I admit I've always been kind of a Han fan because of Chewie and because of Lando and a lot less about Han himself. Um, because in my opinion, without either of them around, I don't care that much. Uh, so like in the aftermath books, which he's, he's great because he, he's the guy that ever, all the other characters, you know, uh, throw shit at, you know, they, 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 they deflate him and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Poor shit, right? Yeah. I, I That's just, fun to see. I don't he's gotta know, have yeah. other characters around. Yeah. Anytime it's just Han. Um, yeah, I don't care that much, but I mean, this movie I'm looking forward to simply because one, yes, it is new Star Wars Two, this is definitely other than those expanded universe books, which count for nothing but toilet paper at this point. Um, and otherwise 
this is a period of the Star Wars timeline that's almost unexplored. I mean, if this movie takes place between eight and ten years before A New Hope, which is what I'm kind of expecting, then um, the only other piece of the canon that we've got close to that time frame is A New Dawn, which kind of introduced Kanan and Hera from the Rebel series in uh, in their own adventure. But this is definitely a period where we haven't seen anything like it because there's definitely going to be some prequel references because if it takes place in that time frame, it's less than a decade since the Clone Wars ended. And... I mean, the Empire is pretty well established, but nothing like what we saw in Rogue One. Um, I mean, there's still going to be there's still going to be a lot of lawlessness that just simply wasn't, you know. There's going to be a lot of stuff that they won't that they won't have quashed yet, and I have a feeling smuggling is going to be about as big in the galaxy as bootlegging and. Um, illegal uh, alcohol production was in the U.S. during Prohibition. So I don't think they're going to have any shortage of adventures that they can put into this movie because I don't really expect this to be so much an explanation or an origin of Han and Lando as I have a feeling it's going to be very much a you know, they're going to spend a few minutes sort of introducing them, and maybe in exposition, maybe in the dialogue, they can talk about, you know, the way their lives used to be or where they came from, but I have a feeling that's going to be more telling and less showing. And I have a feeling this is just going to be one rollicking adventure. Kind of like, I don't know, the first three Indiana Jones movies were. Um, I, I don't know. I'm... Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the, the one, the one, I know uh, I, I've seen complaints that people are saying, well, I hope this isn't just them showing all the established things that we know about Han's past before A New Hope. Well, you know, I saw somebody say, I hope it's not just the Sabacc game and the Kessel Run. I don't think it will be. Uh, I think we may see that stuff. But I have I have a feeling this is more going to be sort of just showing the life in the underworld of the Star Wars galaxy, and they're going to use they're going to use Han, Lando, and Chewie as like viewpoint characters. I think um, that's a I think that's a pretty big hope, honestly, because they're. I'm getting the impression that they're kind of, you know, targeting a wider audience as they can, and that's what you do in a movie where you're trying to target the wide audience as you do an origin story. Well, yeah, yeah but... So, um, I, I'm not saying that's not... I mean, I like that idea. I think that would be fantastic, but, man, I don't know. I think they're... If they play it safe, they're going to do... And I don't... I'm just using it as an expression. If they play it safe, they're going to do a, an origin story. It will be the Kessel Run. It will be the Sabacc game. It will be how 
Han met Chewie. And, you know, that's maybe what we'll end up calling this movie is when Han met Chewie, you know? Well, when Harry met Sally I'm, for, in I'm Star kind Wars. of okay with that. Because, I, don't, I don't need to see Chewie's O face, man. Um, I don't. I'm kind of okay if they show where Han and Chewie first met because other than kind of offhanded references to it in the EU where it was something about Han was briefly uh, an Imperial officer or trainee or something and supposedly he freed uh, Chewie from enslavement on Kashyyyk. That is the closest we've gotten to that story and if they go with that, fine. Didn't they touch on that in the holiday special? Uh, God, I hope not. Uh, maybe they did. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, uh, L.E. is a funny I've story. I've uh, seen that in the original Star Wars comic. Carmine uh, Infantino art. Maybe that was it. I mean, I yeah. do think that they have sort of told the story. I don't remember if those novels from the 90s included that story. It probably did. I just don't remember. Um, but this is kind of, I don't know, I, I guess kind of what I'm, I don't know, kind of one of my favorite aspects of Star Wars has always been the bounty hunters and sort of the, the, uh, the culture that, that uh, you know, the underworld sort of takes on. And we haven't seen a lot of it. I know they wanted, I know George wanted to do that TV series that, that was never going to get off the ground because he said it was going to be too expensive. But, uh, so I think there's going to be a little bit of that. And I do know that the German nation for the idea of a Han Solo movie came from George. So I think that's sort of one of the things that propelled him to do it. But I think Han is just such a popular character that people are just going to want to see what they're going to do with it. I mean, I do personally want to see... We expect that if the movie is successful, that we'll get a Han Solo trilogy as nah. the alternate. I don't, think, I don't so. think so. They've not I hinted remember, at that at all. That just it's, it's going to be one off. When they announced Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo, there was a new. There were news articles that said he was signed for three movies, and people jumped to the conclusion that that meant that they were making a trilogy. I don't think it was so much a trilogy as they were signing him to say, well, we're making this. And if we need you for any other spinoff movies, well, you know, this ensures that you'll be back for it. No, I don't think they're going to make it. I don't think they're going to make a bunch of, um, additional Han Solo movies. I think this is kind of a one and done thing. I mean, Kind of I'm sure there'll be characters that show up that that sort of hinted future storylines. I'd be very surprised if Jabba the Hutt was not in this movie somewhere. Um, yeah. I think he kind of has to be. Um, simply because, um, I mean, he's a big player in the galaxy even when Han's not working for him. So, I mean, if he sends... If there's bounty hunters involved, I could see... I could see him being involved. I mean, I would really like to see the Sabacc game where uh, Lando loses the Falcon to Han, but that's simply because, as a Lando fan, it's just something I want to see his reaction to. Um, but 
I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too optimistic with it. I am looking forward to seeing what this kid can do as Han Solo. Because I made it a mission a few months ago to watch a couple of the movies he's in. And um, this kid can play quirky characters like nobody's business. Um, Movie. And soon, what? Um, there was Hail Caesar uh, by the Coen brothers, which is basically a story about um, Hollywood back in the uh, 50s and <clears throat> how crazy. Who did he play? Uh, what? I saw that. Who did he play? Um, he played the kid that was in the cowboy movie. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, that's him. And then I saw another movie called was it Strange Creatures, Beautiful Creatures. I don't know. It was basically about a normal kid that started dating a girl that he realized that, that her whole family was like, I don't Witches know. I don't know if they, what? Witches or some shit? I think I yeah. remember yeah, I was going to say, they were witches or they were voodoo or something. I just remember watching this kid play these two roles and thinking to myself, <clears throat> when, because I watched both movies in the span of two days, and I said, well, now I can't wait to see what he's going to do as Han Solo because this kid's got all kinds of charisma, and he's definitely got the, sw- the swagger that's needed to play Han. Um. I guess before we move on, I want to ask one other thing. When they announced Woody Harrelson as the mentor, what did you guys think? Uh, I like Woody Harrelson as an actor, but it doesn't go beyond that. I think he's kind of a scumbag. Um, which I think might be one of the reasons they picked him for this role. Possibly. Um, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think the same thing. I think he'll... Uh, I think he'll probably play a scumbag character. I, yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Simply because if he's playing Han's mentor, I know I read some complaints. Oh, who's crinkling that? Stop that. Um, um, mute your microphone. Um, if uh, if they're gonna show him as the mentor showing Han Solo how to be a smuggler, I think that's kind of goofy. But I think it's going to be more along the lines of, you guys remember, please God, tell me all of you have seen The Princess Bride before I make this comparison. Oh, Jesus, yeah, of course. Who hasn't? Okay. All right. Um, The Princess Bride. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. I couldn't understand you for a second. Okay. Um, I was going to say, if you were hesitating on what that movie was, we was going to have a different problem. Um, I thought you were talking about the, the Prince of Tides. I'm like, the fuck? I've never seen that, no. Um, I, I can imagine it, because you, you, you seem to have terrible taste in this stuff. Well, I do, <laughs> but fuck you, I've never seen that. Um, um, but, uh, alright, you know when Wesley's running around as the Dread Pirate Roberts, and he says... He's not the original Dread Pirate Roberts, right. but the guy that taught him how to be the Dread Pirate Roberts basically showed him how to sail the boat and how to steal the loot, but he didn't actually, um, uh, their relationship was basically um, every night he'd say, good night, have a nice night, Wesley, I'll most likely kill you in the morning. I can totally see Han Solo's 
teacher, mentor, father figure, whatever the fuck he's going to be. I can totally see him being the same way. Night-night solo, probably kill you in the morning or sell you out. Um, I, 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 I think... I think nobody plays a smarmy asshole quite as well as Woody Harrelson does. Yeah, I'll give you that. So, I think he's a perfect fit. I've seen Woody Harrelson in, oh God, so many movies. But most recently, in the Hunger Games movies, he basically played not so much a mentor, but somebody was supposed to sponsor the kids from his village. No, they I, got would call that, I, took, to, I would call that character a mentor. Well, all right, let's put it this way. He was a reluctant mentor, and he spent most of it drunk. Yeah. Um, and and there, by that alone, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's perfect to teach on solo. I, I, it's funny I you should say that because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, you know, if, yeah, he, if he plays kind of the same character you in Hunger Games, it might not be that Zombieland character in Oh, that would be phenomenal if we could see that. Um. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm very curious what they're going to do with him because I know a lot of people were wondering if he was going to play the same character from that <clears throat> that was written as Han Solo's mentor in those books. I doubt it. I have I a feeling for the most part they're making up new characters for this, yeah. which is what they should do. Um, because if I remember that character correctly, he was a slime ball but not in that fun sort of way. It was just in that dislikable, God, I can't wait for this character to get killed off sort of way because he was that much of a, you know, he was just that much of an asshole. So um, I have a feeling they're going to make a new interesting character up, but I don't know. I'm curious about this. I uh, I just figured we'd bring it up on this show because I wanted to, but... Um, other topics kept getting in the way, and I figured, well, we got four Star Wars fans on this one, so discuss it now. I don't know. Sprywalker, do you think you'll make customs from it, though? Uh, who knows? Uh, there's a good chance. I'm, like I say, I'm a big Han Solo fan. Uh, I made a couple of customs from Force Awakens. Not, not a lot, you know. Nothing in that movie really made me want to no, I was really that too. There, there really, there wasn't a whole lot in that movie that that had custom potential. I mean, maybe a couple of the, maybe a couple of the characters from Maz Kanata's castle, but right. honestly, right. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I did what, two I, Force Awakens. I, I really liked myself. the Force Awakens for the movie that it was that 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 they were making with it, but it wasn't it wasn't all that. It wasn't all that artistically interesting. Uh, right. It didn't have all the eye candy that most of Star Wars movies. No, I would say it didn't have all the eye candies that five of the six previous yeah. Star Wars movies had. And and then even Rogue One actually had it. So, I mean, Empire didn't have a lot of eye candy, but it wasn't meant to. You know, that was a, you know, that was a, that was a character-driven story. But, yeah, The Force Awakens didn't have as much... Uh, as much glitz or uh, artistic wonder as it could have had. Um, yeah, like the, sh- the shooting style, like when they were in Maz's castle, it, 
the, it was a lot of fast camera movements. That drove me you nuts. Couldn't really, you know, you couldn't really check anything out. That's what you want to do. You want to yeah, check it, out those background characters and stuff. You know, I, I, I don't. I think he could have lingered on stuff a little bit more, show the stuff in a little bit more detail. Or, I know in the original, Mos Eisley Cantina sequence, you know, the camera didn't linger on many of those characters for too long, but they kept flashing back to them on the screen. So, you know, you would see a little right. bit more, but some of those, some of those characters in Mazda's castle, they showed them once. And then really we didn't see them again until, you know, they were gathered around outside the castle, you know, when they saw the, the space laser going over the planet to, to blow up, uh, the where, Senate where planet. Everybody yeah. else's shit. What? Where the fuck were everybody else's ships at? Everybody uh, <laughs> else that was in there, they, they all walked outside, and then, then the bad guys come landing and start shooting shit up. Like, where did everybody else go? They Not just, like, they stand there and die, man. or what? Uh, well, okay. We saw... We saw the Crimson Dynamo and his uh, peg-leg shipmate loading up their... Um, their their shift that looked a lot like one of the construction vehicles from uh, from um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Pretty sure that was intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't notice that. God, yeah, fuck, you're right. They really, Jimbo. I've never stopped to think about that. It 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 got as far as it bugged me that we didn't see him much. But you're right. Where the hell was everybody else parked? Right, there was no hangar bays or anything. I mean, didn't even... Han Solo didn't even just sort of park on a hilltop and they walked? Yeah. Yeah, like a hole in the woods. I guess everybody finds a little hole in the woods. And Holy shit, like, you're right. And then They we, all ran back to the Shire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they must have, because you're right. The First Order attacks, and um, we, saw, we see the, the ruins of the castle, but, fuck, you're right. There's no... <laughs> There's no ships strewn about or anything that that would have. Holy shit! Wow, that's gonna fuck shit out of me next time I watch that movie now, because you're welcome. I really. I, that's you know, what I'm here for. You know, I like I like the planet Takodano. I liked Maz Kanata, and I like seeing the castle and all that. I mean, I, I you know, in general, I like that scene, but that's going to bug the shit out of me that you're right. All of that stuff went unaccounted for. Would have been a really cool, cool, uh, opportunity to see a whole bunch of fucking weird ass (coughs) scatter, you know, like roaches in the light. Yeah. See a whole bunch of weird ass shit. You're right. We could have at least seen other ships taking off or something, but of course, now that you think about it, you got the Millennium Falcon, flying through the atmosphere and you know you got you got you know the shots of ray you know staring around saying oh my god i can't believe there's this much green in the galaxy but huh never actually stopped to consider before that you never see one single other ship in the sky actually for that matter that's not the only thing on that planet is it because now i'm just realized there was no civilization anywhere else. What the hell? Yeah, they didn't really expound on that very much. 
oh my god, that's going to bug the shit out of me now. And I'm not complaining. It's just going to be one of those things that I'm like, uh, well, I don't know. I've been saying all along, boy, I hope, I hope episode eight has a little bit more life in it. Uh, and I don't mean that in the living character sort of way. I mean, the, the sort of, we get to see more of the fabric in the galaxy, uh, of the galaxy, a little bit more in depth, um, you know, a little bit more grandeur, a little bit more to, uh, well, inspire customs. But <laughs> I guess definitely something uh, that you can uh, call an asset of Lucas that he, you know, he really wanted to show you that the saga was happening in a populated galaxy with, you know, lots of shit going on in the back. Yeah. Oh, you got that. Well, exactly. I, I think that's one of the things I appreciate the most about it. I mean, I mean, I know a lot of people complain about the prequels, but there was no shortage of, you know, where you get to see what life in the galaxy looks like. I mean, different planets, yeah. different terrains, different populations, different. But, yeah, they never. Yeah, you never left any doubt that this was a huge galaxy with a lot going on. And I know people, people, people compare The Force Awakens to A New Hope, but. It didn't have nearly that kind of, uh, didn't have nearly that kind of, um, impact. Yeah. Yes, thank you. That, I was that's say good implication, word. but impact is better. Um, but, um, so, what, uh, what, what customs did you make from it? Uh... Uh, the main thing I made, a friend of mine sculpted in three and three quarter scale, one one eighteenth scale, the uh, Vader helmet. Oh, nice! So uh, he sent me a cast of that. So I made the the table uh, that it sits on and the chair that Kylo Ren sits in. And uh, let's see, I, I put together a Bandai Phasma model. Those Bandai kits are killer. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's about it. I'm going to repaint a Ray. I want to do like an ultimate Ray. She was pretty cool. So um, I'll do an ultimate Ray at some point. And honestly, that's, that's about it. Um, I am, I was, one of my chief disappointments with the movie was that, look, I love, I love X-Wings, but, um, why were there only X-Wings and basic TIE Fighters? I mean, we didn't see anything else. I mean, we saw, you know, that, that smuggling ship that we didn't really get a good look at that Han Solo was flying around in. And then we see that, you know, that, that basically cobbled together rebel transport that I loved. You yeah. know, that, that, that Leia landed Taco Dono at. Which, I really liked that one because that felt very original trilogy to me. But, and then, yeah, you see the actual, yeah. you know, you see the rebel, they're the, no, not rebels, they're the resistance. Let's not mix that up. Um, <laughs> yeah, you see the resistance base, and then you realize it's nothing but the Falcon and a bunch of X-Wings. Um, yeah, it would have been cool to see a few other uh, rebellion vehicles. I mean, this, really. that, this, this is the biggest negative issue that I'm, that I'm having with. Both this and Rogue One. 
because Rogue One happens literally minutes before A New Hope, right? But you've got this U-Wing that's never seen again. You've got that hammerhead. Yeah. Again. You've got all okay. these different ships and whatnot that we never see again, at, like literally two minutes later. And yet 30 years later, we've got the same fucking ships that we had from the last movie. Okay, hang on. Now, are you complaining about the new stuff in Rogue One, or are you complaining, complaining that, that there was new stuff? Okay, so you're complaining that the new stuff was in Rogue One, and there was nothing new in Force Awakens. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we should have. There shouldn't have been anything new in Rogue One, and you know, the Force Awakens should have been all new shit. Other than I, I think, I think that's one of my. I think that's one of my chief criticisms is and and that's why I got so much hope that episode 8 is going to show us a lot more variety of everything because you're absolutely right 30 years after return of the jedi and uh you know I know the resistance fleet wasn't all that big but really just just x-wings I mean you know, I'm not calling for oh, we should have seen Y wings and A wings and all that. That would have been fine, but to me, it made it made it look like the resistance new. was on one hell of a budget restriction. It's like you know they're yeah. trying to they're trying to fight back, but they just don't have the funding that they did when they were the now. Rebellion. The problem with that idea is that by the time a New Hope comes around, X wings are are you know they're they're newish, but they're not brand new. So by the time you get around to Force Awakens, this, that's a that's a class of ship that's like forty years old, right? But by the but A wings and B wings are brand new when they come out in in, in uh, Turn of the Jedi. No, they're not. But anyway, last, last longer than, than X wings. Yes, I'm not going to nitpick and educate you with what we saw in Rebels. <laughs> um, I'm just going to leave that one alone. You can have your delusions. Um, but are you? I mean, I don't know. What if I don't know. What if we would have seen like one, like new ship? Like, I mean, what if we'd seen like a? I don't know. Like, it's like I keep saying. You know, they did not make this movie for something else. They did not make this movie for us. They tried to make a new hope in a different way to get a next the next generation interested in Star Wars. This was not geared for. Long time Star Wars fans. That's why that well, stuff wasn't in there. It worked. Um, I'm not saying it didn't um, work. I'm saying that you know people are bitching. How come this was so close to a New Hope? They did it so close well, to a New Hope see, to get the new generation yeah, but, involved. Yeah, you know what's funny is that aspect of it really doesn't bug me because I do, I do I know what they were going for. Let's go back to the classic formula to hook as many people back into Star Wars as we can right. for people that weren't crazy about the prequels. So, no, my complaint to, was, yeah. it just didn't... It, they didn't put all the creative energy into it that I feel like they could have. Um, because Jimbo's right. There's a whole lot more creative energy behind Rogue One than there was for Episode 7. Um, the, the creative you know, energy of the of remaking the movie or whatnot, remaking a new hope, basically, and the, the love of why these movies are, are loved you know, 40, 30 years later and whatnot, it's nothing to do with the ship design. We like the ship, but nobody's like, oh, those movies suck except for the ship design, you know? Yeah, I suppose not. Um, 
Although, you know, there are those nerds out there that probably did that. We just don't know those nerds. Yeah, I was going to say, um, you can't tell you know, if they're um, not out there. The Force Awakens would have been dog shit if it hadn't had X-Wings and no, Nobody said that. No. It's not the crop. Um, but, uh, well, I don't know. Are you, uh, uh, well, why, I don't why know. Shit, why hasn't Hasbro made those, um, those, those First Order Higgins boats, those landers? I would think that, that those should be pretty damn cheap to make. You know, man, man, you want to talk about a stupid ass looking ship? That thing was oh, a fucking was so boat. That thing was a fucking boat that flew through yeah. space. That was absolutely the least interesting damn ship design they could have gone with. It was like a box with a door on it. That's what a yeah, boat is. Landing craft. Yeah, but it could have been cool looking. Did you see? I, you know what? Over the weekend, I rewatched Aliens for the first time in a long time. That dropship was awesome. That they could have done something awesome. a little more interesting. Damn it. That's not a true um, You know, we're not going to fucking mince words here, goddammit. Just agree with me and shut up. Um, no. Because you're talking, now you're talking about something entirely different that serves an entirely different purpose. <sighs> true. Anyways. So, hey, Customs, hey, <laughs> try what motherfucker makes them. Um, and, dude, I, you know what? One of my favorite things about your Customs is this. Your ability to create multiple figures that actually finish out a scene. Like, you've got that lineup of characters from Jabba's Palace. And, like, it's every fucking body. Like, every character that was filling the screen, all those little characters that you only see a third of on camera when they're on the sail barge. Dude, you fucking made everybody. Yeah. Like, I, 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 when I customize, I, I'm lucky if I can get a few characters out of one scene before my brain has moved on to something else. And, you know, you did, like, everybody. Like, I don't. I, I, how do you do it? Like, uh, I'm a big Jabba's Palace fan. I'm, uh, I'm a big Cantina fan. You know, I like the, I like the seedy dives. I guess you'd say. So uh, I'm interested in those characters. Um, and also, I made uh, I made Jabba's Palace in three and three quarter scale. Yeah, I saw so that. That, that was, was fantastic. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you did. Um, that was kind of the inspiration to have more characters. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I do remember <clears throat> reactions to that, you know, on the boards with people saying, wow, you should work for Hasbro. And my first thought was always, yeah, but if he did, his 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 amazing designs would be cut down to a room made out of cardboard. Right, Just yeah. like... Most of their other playsets are, because I have a feeling most of the playsets Hasbro's made in the last 30 years, or in the last 20 years since Power of the Force 2, I have a feeling all their playsets started out as being really elaborate, cool things before they I were cut they down did. to, you know, nothing but, uh, you know, like an outer shell for, for you know, for the <laughs> playset. Um, so, what was your first... Like, what got you into customizing? Uh, 
Okay. Uh, way back in '95, with the re-release of the movies, you know, all the the uh, remastering of the films, and they were re-released to the uh, theaters. Uh, had a son that was three years old. We went to see all the movies as they came out. Uh, was totally shocked when you know we're turning the corner in like Walmart or somewhere. And all of a sudden, they're Star Wars figures, and I was just, I was blown away. It was like, this was like before internet was everywhere, and people knew everything that was happening. So uh, we started collecting figures, and uh, started collecting vehicles, and the wife was kind of complaining, like, you guys have vehicles and figures everywhere. So I was like, okay. How can I, you know, how can I make this work? So I made a Hoth playset out of styrofoam, just white, you know, poly extruded styrene. Everybody calls styrofoam. Um, but yeah, computer like packing boxes. I I cut the shape of the uh, tunnels and things like that out of those, and and uh, we had all our vehicles in these computer packing boxes. And so then your a sheet of white. Yes, my first thing I ever made was a playset. God that's, damn! I made the, yeah, I made that, the whole playset. Very yeah. Um, if anyone was on uh, Nyub Nyub's universe back in the day, no. Uh, that was the first website I ever found when we like got internet and. Holy uh, shit! I, I remember I, that. Boy, talk yeah, about the last I, of the past. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I found Nub Nub's universe, and I was like, holy crap, there's, like, someone else out here doing the same thing <laughs> right? I want to do, but way better, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, it's like, uh, hey, somebody else is painting toys, sweet. Yeah, yeah, because I, I seriously had no idea, you know, anybody else would, would be doing that. Um, All right, so you, you started your customizing career making... Uh, Hoth playset. Now, did that inspire you to make Hoth figures the same way making Jabba's Palace inspired you to do, you know, other Jabba's Palace figures? Yeah, the first thing I did was just pop some heads off, you know. I heated them up with a hair dryer and uh, popped the head off. There was actually a Chap May figure way back then. That was like some desert figure or something, and his head, his face sculpt was different, but his head was almost, his hat, I should say, was almost exactly like that Hoth Rebel hat. Wow. So uh, I popped a couple of those, and uh, you, you could buy the um, that radar dish blaster, whatever that is they're using, and the head on that guy was different, and... So I started messing around with head swaps, and then I started following along Frank DiOrio and printed out his decals and his wall panels. And um, my mother worked at Lowe's. Okay, and uh, I'll go ahead and confess, confess I'm like borderline hoarder. I uh, keep everything <laughs> I can get my hands all? on. So she 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 calls me one day. They're getting ready to throw this wooden bowl rack away. Do you want it? You know, I don't even know what it looks like, but I'm like, yeah, I'll come get it. 
And uh, anyway, I turned this wooden bulb rack into a five-level Death Star playset. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, that's also on Nub Nub's universe. He's, he's got a visitor's diorama uh, area, and all of that is still out there on the web. You can oh look it up. Oh, my God. That's still there. Wow. Yeah, me and my son. For it. Shit. Me and my son played with that. Like, I don't even know how much combined time until we just totally wore it out. The thing was falling to pieces, and you know, one day I finally got rid of it. But uh, but that's how I got started, mainly Nub uh, Nub's universe, finding finding out about Frank, and I actually went to Star Wars Celebration Two and uh, met Frank and hung out in the diorama workshop room and all kinds of fun stuff. And, God uh, damn. That, so, that's how I got my start. Which one was Celebration 2? Was that for Indianapolis? Okay, was that for Attack of the Clones or for... Yes, yeah, Attack of the Clones. Okay. <clears throat> I haven't been to a Celebration, but, you know, online, you know, I've always followed them every time they have one because... <clears throat> you know, it was always interesting to see, you know, or to read the interviews with the Star Wars guests that they'd have there. So, yeah, that was one for episode two. So, did you, how much time did you spend at the convention? Like, did you see, like, uh, you know, the guests or whatever? Or were you just there to sort yeah. of experience fandom? Uh, I'll be honest. I, I, my main intent was I pre-bought a bunch of autograph tickets. And I got a lot of action figures autographed uh, on carded figures. And I got a couple of photos autographed. I didn't go to many panels. Uh, I walked around exhibit halls and checked out toy vendor. And other than that, I spent pretty much 75% of my time in the diorama workshop room. That's pretty Um, cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the cool thing is, this is where I met Jamie Follis, uh, Siloff. Yeah, I know you guys awesome. know Siloff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the first time I met Jamie. Oh, nice. Um, at Celebration 2, he's like, he had his photo album of all his dioramas and stuff, and I was just freaking blown away, because he, he had made just as much as, as Frank had made. Uh, a lot of Tatooine scenes, and I'm a big Tatooine fan. Um. Yeah, and, you know, communicated with those guys back and forth over time. And um, in uh, Celebration 6, uh, Jamie and myself and Dayton Allen did an action figure customizing panel. I remember that. Dayton's a, a buddy yeah. of mine. We, we've had him on the show a couple of times. Yeah, that was that was probably, like, the most fun day of my life right there. That was, that was super fun. Getting to hang out with all your peers and talk customizing and uh, yeah, know, to be on a panel for it, damn, yeah, that cool. Uh, well, I was more that, than just a little bit jealous on that. I will admit. Right? Yeah. I mean that. That well, see, that shows the kind of reach that that your work's got. That you know that you'd actually be invited to host a panel, you know, with with artists, you know, that you know, are as prolific, you know, that, that, 
you know, I, well, that's basically a testament to saying that your work is some of the best in the world, honestly. I mean, it, it that's huge. I mean, you know, that that's like yeah. the, it's like the movie celebrities that get on the panels about their movies. Um, you know, it's yeah, basically it definitely made my day. You know, there's a lot of great customizing artists out there. Um, I enjoy, you know, everybody's work. I enjoy seeing uh, different people's process. And that was the main thing that our panel was about is our processes and, uh, you know, we all three got a chance to talk about how we start things and the process we go through to get to the finished product. So do you always finish your customs or do you have a bunch of works in progress that you've abandoned like the rest of us do? Uh, <laughs> yes, I, I have. I've had the same problems with work in progress as I have baggies full of them uh, that I've just, you know, don't end up finishing. Too many ideas, not enough time. That's funny. Um, it's good to know it's not just me. Yeah, I think everybody does that. You know, we all have Ooh. all these ideas, and you've got to strike while the idea is fresh. So, you know, you start you looking for parts. In Star Wars? Uh, I do Star Wars and G.I. Joe and Indiana Jones customs for the most part. Yeah, your, uh, your samurai customs are one of my favorite things. Thanks. That man, I I had a ton of fun with those. I'm so glad G.I. Joe came out with that Budo figure. Yeah. Um I've got a couple of samurai I never never finished. Yeah, no, that's but yeah. Definitely one of my favorite things is the different variations on that that you've done. Those are fantastic. Thanks. Thanks a lot. You do any crossovers between those universes? I've not really done any kind of crossovers. I've not. I've kind of kept the verses separate. And, you know, there was a time when I had, you know, like, as far as stuff I display in my collection, I have, like, 50% G.I. Joe, 50% Star Wars. And I just go through phases. I, I kind of got uh, over customizing Star Wars for a little while because of the figures Hasbro's been putting out. Um, (laughs) It's a common theme. Yeah, so, you know, I I started doing a bunch of Joe customs. I like the Samurai customs. I did a bunch of Ninja customs. Did some, like, steampunk G.I. Joe stuff. Oh, wait, I haven't seen those pictures. Yeah, they're on They're on his site. They're on the Facebook Uh, page. Well, I did uh, Wild Bill. That's probably my favorite one. Um, did Snake Eyes. Uh, I've got... Did you do those I've for the G.I. Joe convention? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I did a, a Lady J for that, but it didn't get to Ratfink in time to, to join the team. It, that's, I remember that. I remember that. That's big bummer. Yeah, I was um, kind of disappointed I, I did two green shirts, and freaking Ratfink's dog supposedly ate one of them. I got him back in pieces. Uh. Ouch. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> um, um, well, well, he's a green shirt, so even if he'd made it to the battlefield, he wouldn't last much longer than that anyways. <clears throat> That's right. and, and I'm sure he would have had a much, much less interesting death than being eaten by a giant 
monster. So, <laughs> um, so are you? Um, so, what are you working on right now? Right now, I am. Uh, I'm repainting, uh, and I got some laser cut doors uh, from my Jabba's Palace, the one one eighteenth scale. I made Jabba's Palace as well, like way before. I, I mean, excuse me, Rancor Pit. Oh, um, nice! Yeah, that that thing nice. was awesome. I'm a yeah. Rancor fanatic, so this is awesome. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, I just finished it. To like before I got on here tonight, and I'll probably we'll post some pictures tomorrow of that. Damn! Before I got on here, I finished painting a GI Joe head. That was it. The head. <laughs> That's all I've done this week was that head. So damn. Um, I'll be honest. I'm a multitasker. Like I, like, I mean, pretty much everybody that customizes seems to be. I'm working on like ten things at a time. I'm working on ten things and finishing three of them, so eventually, perhaps. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I multitask, just not efficiently. So I've got a question for you guys. Multi-slack. Yeah. Uh, are y'all into the, the six-inch line Star Wars Black Series? I like the idea, but <clears throat> I, have a, I have a couple of them, but... Uh, Part of it is the expense, and part of it is, I don't know where I'd put them, honestly. I mean, and the availability is horseshit. Um, uh, I'm glad that I wasn't buying it for The Force Awakens, because I don't know if they weren't shipping much or nobody was stocking. Now, it's been different for Rogue One, because, man, that stuff is everywhere. Um... I don't think there's a Rogue One figure that I haven't seen in the stores, whereas there's plenty of Force Awakens figures that I didn't see. And even now, like, they've got that wave with uh, Obi-Wan and Sabine and the Stone Trooper, and never seen a sign of it. Never probably will at this point. Um, Even if I did want to collect them, I'm not a person... I don't mind ordering stuff online if I need to. I'd prefer not to have to. And I'm not going to get into an aspect of the hobby that absolutely requires that not only do I have to buy it online, but I also have to pre-order it to ensure that I'm able to get it. That's just annoying. I mean, yeah. as an active Transformer I'm- buyer now... I know that I might. it might take a while before I see it, but eventually I'm going to, and I'm not going to have to order it. Um, I, don't know, but I don't know that that's true with the new Titan Returns stuff. No, but that's I what I'm saying. Is most of it? No. Um, wave 3, what was that? Hot Rod and Twin Inferno? I've seen those. Um, I ain't seen shit. I haven't seen Croc either, and... Damn it. I need that figure, but I haven't seen it. I haven't seen Kickback, who's like my A number one favorite Transformer of all time for some weird-ass reason. Yeah, I haven't seen those, but well, that's the thing. That's what I mean with the Titans Return, because that's kind of where I started with the the Transformers collecting was with that. Hmm. I haven't seen Wave 4 yet, but I saw Wave 3. I know eventually I'm going to see it, but 
Not so with the Star Wars Black Series. I mean, it's a good idea, but I guess it's just so much of a collector's market that if you're just a casual buyer, there's nothing in it for you. Like, you're not you're not going to be able to get them. See, and I, I don't mean, get it. I, I get a couple of them just of my favorite characters. To me, it's a, it's a very big representation of Hasbro's hypocrisy about how expensive it is to articulate figures. So that's why we only have five points of articulation, three and three-quarter inch figures. So we're going to dump that line, and now we're going to have these super articulated six-inch figures and that are just freaking awesome in a completely different scale than I collect for my regular stuff, with the obvious it exception really, of Iron Man. It really irks me that, you know, how, how long did we go wanting ball hips and, and, and Star Wars figures, and then they finally do it in the wrong fucking scale? Yeah, that just really, really gets up my nose. That's 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 that. That was like the first step where I was like, you know, fuck Hasbro. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I felt like that when I heard when they announced the six inch line, and for a long time I did not buy a single figure. Um, the first, I finally broke down and got a Sand Trooper, like when they were about off the pegs. Um, and since then, I've kind of cherry-picked the line for favorite characters. Um, but they're, it's Hasbro pretty much trying to force the collector to the six-inch market. Well, they really are because I know that the Celebration exclusives are, they're all, yeah, you know, they're, they're six-inch. Six I, 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 mean. I don't think they're trying to force the market. I think that it's somebody at Hasbro just really prefers six-inch figure because it's not just a Star Wars thing. They've, they've shat on 18th scale across the entire, their entire market. Which know? is really weird right. because that's been their bread and butter forever. Yeah. yeah. Just, I, I just well, think it's, whoever's in charge of the boys' toys division is just like, you know, I, I, I think, I think, you know, it's like how, how they used to say that uh, the guy that was in charge of the, the Masters of the Universe was basically doing it to, to build his own personal collection. I think that there's somebody at, at Hasbro who just wants six and big. So that's what they're focused on. It's a possibility. Um, Daryl DePriest isn't there anymore, and he's the one that really drove that three and three-quarter line with the super articulation uh, for G.I. Joe's and Star Wars. Um I've got, I've got Kanan, and I've got the Shadow Stormtrooper and the Scout Trooper. Um, fuck you. And I, I fuck you too. Um, I, uh, I, I, it was online for two minutes, and I managed to order it. And Target didn't fuck me over with that. That's the only reason I have it. Um, but I, um, I'm gonna buy Sabine if I ever find it. Um, I definitely, if I buy any of them, they're abs, and they're not just favorite characters, they're, like, super favorite characters, or they're the Rebels characters, um, which in Kanan's case, it fills both, because, um, he's definitely one of my favorite Jedi, he's far and away my favorite character on that show, but, I've also noticed that that the six-inch Black Series figures they're doing from Rebels are absolutely amazing-looking figures, and they don't have any shitty paint apps, unlike, say, 
the six inch black series Han Solo and Luke Skywalker figures they do that are one paint apps wreck after another. I find it funny that the that the main saga characters they don't look like shit, but they're not real well painted. And then you got these one off characters from these side projects that look awesome. Um but I <clears throat> I'm I'm gonna buy Lando, obviously. Okay, I didn't buy Greedo for one very simple reason. His eyes were all wrong, and I didn't want to customize it to fix it. <laughs> so, if they ever re-release him with fixed eyes uh, that I don't have to customize, I'll buy that. But uh, I'm not against the line being there. And, and you know, I'm not an active enough collector with the Star Wars stuff anymore, again, because of budgetary reasons that, I, you know, I have no problem with the fact that they did the switch. No, for the sake of other fans, I do feel for you with the switch to the articulation thing and the focus on the different scale. Me personally, I'm not worried about it because I, I it's still just like then. I still look at the store, seeing the same crap over and over. I'm just like Hasbro's never going to get it. Like they're never going to ship enough of what they need to. And they're going to ship too much of what they don't need to. And apparently they're never going to figure out how to do distribution. But um, as a customizer, I do. I look at the five-point of articulation stuff saying the sculpts are really cool. Um, But you can't mix the parts around. I mean, without doing a lot of, like... I don't know. Like, at least when they had the super articulation, it was a matter of popping the arms out at the elbows and mixing around and painting them. But now you can't do that. Like, with only shoulder articulation, you basically just have to find different arms because, I don't know, it's not customs friendly anymore. Which, again, that is so far from being their purpose. But that was half the appeal of, like, the you know, the vintage collection stuff, because you could customize them. So, so do you like boss fight stuff? Oh, yeah, do I? Yeah, boss fight stuff is killer. Yeah. That, was that new the stuff they're making is yeah, interesting. Yeah, that was one of the things we were going to talk about that we completely forgot, is how about that press release that came out a couple of days ago, huh? Yeah. With the add-on, the okay. just the, the simple add-on kits... And then, you know, a, a preview of the, the fantasy line. Yeah, everything everything looked great to me. Um, I'm a huge fan of what they're doing. And, you know, you can tell that crowd projects like they're doing, crowdfunding, things like that, is probably going to be the future of the action figure collector God. market. You know, I've been God. saying that since... I've been saying that for a long time, so I agree 100 yeah. percent on that. Yeah, we've 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 shared that sentiment many a times on this show. That <clears throat> it seems like all the passion for the three and three quarter inch scale is coming from these small companies that are using like the crowdfunding to get the lines off the ground and yeah, get them up and running. You know, and then once they are up and running then you see just how fucking like just how amazing Stuff you know their be. plans were and they pull them off 
beautifully, like that fantasy yeah. stuff that they just revealed. I mean, look, <clears throat> from my own collection, a lot of the, the the medieval fantasy stuff, you know, for father, yeah, but it's not something just I would doesn't collect. fit in, right? Yeah, yeah I'm, in, but, I'm in the same boat. I would, but, I would totally like to buy it, but I don't. It doesn't fit in with anything. Current. But for parts, oh hell yeah! I mean, their head sculpts alone really blow away everything that everybody else is doing except for Marauder. Uh, the, the Marauder Task Force stuff, which I've finally gotten some of. Holy uh, shit. You know the uh, boss fight sculpts out Marauder stuff, right? No, Yeah, I know. I know, but I'm just saying there's only two companies producing that kind of quality stuff, and yes, I know. They're, 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 they're sourced from the same company, but I just mean they're they're the only things that the only game in town. Look, yeah, I mean, well, and they're all modern stuff, okay? I mean, we'll, we'll just base it on that, because the first hack stuff was, was all the, the Greek myth stuff, and then this stuff is medieval fantasy stuff, and then later they're going to do space stuff, which they've, you know, they've already said, but although I'm more likely to get into that simply because it'll fit, but just for father, dude, the stuff they're making, just there, there's no competition. I mean... And it isn't like, you know, at the conventions, you see the pictures of the prototypes that Hasbro's putting out, and the prototypes look great. And you know yeah, damn well. painted by an artist. Right. Exactly. So you know damn well that the production figure is going to be less than half of that kind of product, where that's not the case with the boss fight stuff, because what they're actually shipping is every bit as great as the prototype was. So... I don't know how their factories can get that much detail into it when clearly the factories Hasbro is using have decided, well, fuck you, we don't have to do that well. Um, because, again, yeah, you're right. Boss Fight makes the stuff from Rother, but they manu- you know, they take care of the manufacturing and they maintain all the detail the Boss Fight put into it. So, I, think, I mean... I think they use the same factors. They do um, Oh, well, well, but then remember, for a couple years there, Boss Fight was also doing contract work for like the GI Joe Collectors Club, and look at the stuff they were putting out. They weren't just doing head sculpts and armor sculpts. No, they were also consulting on, you know, recipe makeups for the figures and everything. And since they went, you know, since they they moved on, so that they could concentrate on the hacks line and. You know the, the the task force stuff. You can definitely see that they were adding an energy there that the club simply just apparently doesn't have anymore. If you look at that you convention where, set, you can see that there was a brief shining moment where the Marvel Universe line wasn't just rampant dog shit either because of boss fight being it has. Been. Uh, uh, yeah, because I'm, I'm pretty sure those are those are boss fight big. Yeah, because what they're doing now is fairly much crap well if it's not crap it's just badly painted i guess um well so are you into it Skywalker? like are you buying i mean are you buying it to collect it or are you just sort of admiring it from afar i'm admiring it and i've bought uh some blanks i bought some blank figures and i bought the skeletons um i got I got two of the Gorgons. I need to get a Medusa. Uh, 
Yeah, that Medusa's for, sick. Well, because... You're going to want a Berserker to make Galobulus. Um, well, no, because my girlfriend collects um, Medusa <coughs> stuff. And so I want to get that figure for her. In the snake version and the human version. But um, <clears throat> I do want... Even though it won't fit into my collection, I do want a Spartan Warrior because, holy fuck, those are cool. Yeah. Um, but um, they're... And even though the fantasy stuff, I'm not going to collect a lot of it, but there are a couple of them. Not for the collection, just maybe for display. I'll probably end up getting... Yeah, that fairy uh, that they showed, I don't know what it is about that that kind of purplish skin fairy that just is phenomenal, but I've got to have that figure. Yeah, that thing just pops. I mean, that that is... Man... I don't know what it is about that one, but i got to have that one. You know, that whole line... (laughs) You know, yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't fit in with the stuff I collect normally, but just on their own, because there's plenty of lines that I'll buy one thing from it just to have it, and that's definitely a line that I'm gonna end up I'm gonna end up looking to do that because they they're just doing stuff that nobody else nobody is. else is doing. And nobody and, else and, can. Yeah, exactly. Nobody else can do it. I mean they're just I don't know. They're doing good work. Um, and I think it, that has to solely be attributed to the fact that it is um, that it is crowdfunded. I mean, they're they're targeting specific audiences that are specifically going to buy this stuff. Whereas Hasbro's got to kind of shotgun and throw it up, throw everything out there, and hope somebody buys some of it. You know, they're definitely built. They're definitely selling to an audience. They got to get to Walmart Target. Right. Yeah, they they've got to make their retailers happy. Whereas you know, we're with crowdfunding, it's it's like a successful version of the DTC line. You know, where they where Hasbro tried to do it straight to the consumer, but they ended up screwing that pooch so bad that you know it, the DT stuff was showing up at in Toys R Us. Uh, you know, half six months later, so. I think that is the the beauty of crowdfunding is they are going for a specific audience of people that are going to buy this stuff. So it gets made. We see the stuff that we want because it, we're, we are going to buy it. We've, we've got a stake in this. It's almost like, you know, owning stock. True. Yeah, good point. Uh, I, I was an all-in contributor on the the kickstart and i i fully feel like i'm i'm you know a navy plank owner on, on the boss fight company oh yeah yeah you know? and and you know the, I, I i was five hundred dollars of that four hundred thousand dollars that they got you know that's that's what one eightieth of the company that i own <laughs> pretty much you know yeah. so i mean it's I absolutely love what they're doing, and I can't see, can't wait to see where they're where they're going. Because I did not, I hadn't seen anything about those add-on kits at all. No, I think that I think they revealed it. Like I think they waited yeah, until Toy Fair to reveal that. Yeah, I did, but I mean, you know, they didn't. They hadn't even like hinted that they were going to make add-on kits. It's like we're going to do this line, and we're going to do this line, and and then clear just out of the blue. Here's some add-on kits for figures that you already have. I mean, that Anubis looks fantastic. I yeah. need one of those. Yeah, I do, too. Um, 
You know, all right, now it's funny. I look at things like that, and now I'm not into Stargate. I'm not. I mean, it's neat, but, you know, I, I all right, I saw the movie. I never watched the show. Um, but, um, Good stuff. I like it. it it's not mm-hmm. something I would customize, but I admit, I looked at that Anubis, and I said, well, I could make a Colonel O'Neill figure to fuck. Damn it, they did it. Um, and I thought the same it. thing. I saw so, that Anubis, and I'm like, man, we're going to see some Stargate customs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, man, are they doing raw? I didn't see it. But, no. Um, not not, um, not yet, but who knows? You know, I mean, I think it's going to depend on how well this stuff does. And I think it's going to do really well because there's nothing else that quality like that out there anywhere. No. Well, so... Well, I don't know. Right? Well, do you ever look at that stuff and think, well, that'd make an interesting Star Wars custom? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, because the cool... Alright, here's the thing with the Star Wars galaxy. Literally, there's not much you can do with it that isn't going to feel like it could be a part of the Star Wars galaxy. I mean, there's a couple of exceptions. Sometimes they'll do some stuff that you're like, well, that doesn't... It doesn't really fit the vision, but... I don't know, man. Some of that stuff. Here's a here's a free idea for you, Spry. Okay. Get the get the black racer Gorgon, the one that's all black. Yeah. Sith Gorgon. <laughs> I'd be sick. Yeah, with like Darth Maul's tats and shit. Yeah. That would be sick. Do it up, man. That would look badass. Yeah. All right. Technically, those are not tattoos. That's actually Darth Maul's skin. But anyways, we're just—I'm just gonna leave that nitpick alone then. Um, um, well, Darth Talon's tattoos then. Yeah, that's all tattoos, and that's all expanded universe stuff. But in the actual canon, the Dathomiri, um, um, Zabrax—they just happen to have the crazy skin patterns and skin colors, cause his brother and everybody else in their village. Well, they all looked like that. So, yeah. Yeah. So, the Expanded Universe said, hey, they're all tattoos, and let's have all the Sith do this. Well, they didn't. But, yeah. Um, Hey, sorry to burst your bubble. Wait, no, I'm not. That's what I was going for. Um, (laughs) What about Eve Koth? Well, those are just... Well, yeah, uh, all right. I'm going to say it. That's He's, a retcon. It was originally tattoos, what I remember. Um, well, yeah, but... That's how he was designed in the art of uh, Phantom Menace book, that they were tattoos. Well, and they might that's still be. No, they might still be. Um, they might be tattoos, I don't know. Um, but I'm just saying, Maul and the death of Mary Sabrax, you know, they just, they look different. So... Um, Probably just tattoo them all as babies when they're born. Yeah, it's like their circumcision (laughs) 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 Welcome to General Geekery, folks. Chew on that. Um, Holy shit. I'm fucking traumatized. Um, Damn. Um, Well, I'm glad you're not a village chief, Jimbo. I think there'd be an awful lot of... uh, God, can you imagine? Yeah, God. Um, my God, the trauma from childhood, literally. Um, 
But I think like uh, Walter Fry, I think. Uh, who's the Who's the guy on Game of Thrones that, that, that you know? Right. Yeah, has harem and, and just sends all the kids out to be exposed to the White Walkers. Oh. I don't know. I've never watched it. I don't know. The one up north. Yeah. Good show. I don't know. I'm not that far so, along in the series. What do, y'all, what do y'all think about the blind bagging of those accessory kits? Ah, uh, you know what? That bugs me. I hate blind bags. Yeah, I'm not into blind bags. My, my, all right, look. My kids, they're all about them. They don't even care what's in them. They just like getting blind bags. They like the experience of opening it. After they get a couple of duplicates of something, all right, then they get annoyed. But, but the first couple... They don't mind. They love the experience of just getting a box. They don't know what's in it. Me, I hate it because I look at the stuff that they're getting duplicates of, and I'm like, that's fucking money that I just spent, and now I'm pissed that they didn't get something that they didn't already have, or at least something that they could use more than one of. Yeah. Um, so that kind of... I I don't like the bright, I don't like the blind box aspect of it. That I don't know. That just irritates me. So are the those only, accessory the sets going to be blind it. bagged then? Sorry? What are those accessory sets going to be blind bagged? Yeah, that's oh, yeah. what I'm quite saying. Oh, I didn't know that. They're going to come in. They're going to come in one of three colors: white, black, or red, I believe. And then you're not going to know what color or what set you're going to get. Well. Okay, if, I'm not cool if, with that. I, I could care less about what color it is because I'm going to paint it, but I want to yeah. know what I'm getting because, you know, there's specific stuff that I want and there's specific stuff like, I don't, it's very cool and I like what you did, but it's not my cup of tea. I mean, I could see. So we'll, be, we'll be selling a box set where you get one of everything, although we, we still don't know if it's going to be all in one color or what. Oh, who cares? Like Brian said, most of us are going to paint you know, it anyway. You know, sometimes. You know, I would prefer to get them all in all white just because it'll be easier to paint white than it would be to paint black. Well, I primary all my stuff anyway, so I give a shit what color it comes in. Um, I mean, I think if you buy one or two of those blind blind boxes, I kind of like the idea that, that if you got it, and even if it wasn't something that you were hoping for, that doesn't mean that it won't inspire a custom anyways like if you were to get like a set with the with the cowboy hat and you know whatever even though might not do cowboy but you know it still might inspire something um or like if you didn't do the egypt stuff but you might look at it and say well i could make it into a museum piece you know for a diorama or something yeah but but as a collector like if you were gonna buy like a case of the blind boxes um, then you'd at least have a chance of it. But if you're trying to get one of everything, the blind bo- the blind box system is going to be a source of disappointment. Like it, it it's gonna lead to people getting pissed off that they bought three blind boxes and two of them were the same set, and one of them was a set that they never had any interest in. The big so, problem that I see is that. You know, until you know what you've got, you don't know what blank you want to put it on. So you got to wait till you get the accessory set in before you can order the blank that you want to put it on. Yeah. You know, unless you've got, a, you know, you just you know, pull the shot, you know, pull pull the trigger twice on two things that may not work out. Don't. 
Huh. Well, that's a good point, too. Go away. Yeah, I mean, specifically, for me, I mean, it's like, you know, I thought the stuff was nice, but, you know, there's, like, the, the rat. I mean, I have no interest in that. None at all. I mean, is it sculpted fantastic? Hell yeah, it looks awesome, yeah. but... That's true. I am. There's uh, no zero percent chance that I'm going to use that in any kind. Unless of... you're making a splinter custom, but Otherwise, I'm not going to. I have no desire yeah. to, and I'm not going to use it. I, I think... No, I'm just saying. Other than that, I can't think of another fucking use that you'd have for it. Yeah, uh, that is goofy. Um, you know, you do um, some some mutants right, or right. something like that, post-apocalyptic or something. You know, some X Men. You know, your own original X Men or something like that. But you know, I I I don't want that. And you know, that'd be my luck. I buy blind bag and I get the rat. I buy a second blind bag, I get the rat. I buy a third blind bag, I get the rat. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you could make you could make like a realistic diorama of like the mousetrap game then or something I, I don't you are know. reaching i mean you are reaching like you've never reached before on that well i can't think of another fucking use that you'd have for a bunch of rat parts so i that's can't it. either that's, that's all my i got right there I, I would plan to use them with the uh fantasy stuff like you know giant rat monsters that are inhabiting your dungeon Okay, you like the Knights of Wonder Gore, and you made me make customs of them for a custom swap one day. So I know you like you like animal people, but I have no use for animals. And I'm not against I'm not against anthropomorphic anthrop. I can't even say that word. That fucking word, yeah. Anthropomorphic. Well, no, I'm not against it. I'm just saying. I, I, if I bought, it, like I, the, I'm the same way. If I bought a blind box with a bunch of rat parts, I'd be like, well. I mean, I, I, I absolutely I love those Papo figures, and they have zero articulation, and they're some of my favorite figures because they're fucking awesome. But a rat? I mean, come on. I don't know, Sprywalker, what would you do with the rat parts if you had Yeah, Yeah, I have no clue. That, was, that one was kind of bizarre. Hey, wait a minute. Wasn't there a rat guy in the cantina? You could make him. There you go. Yeah, honestly, there is. He like, looks like a tall jaw, and he turns around, he's got a rat face. That's yeah. right. He's got a rat face, and doesn't he have like a like a cloak, like a D and D rogue? Yeah, pretty um, much. Oh, see, there you go. Hey, Brian, I found another use for it. Right there, you go. Just make just make rat dead eye. No problem. Now, um, typically with the rats, what I heard was that you know there's the there's the there's the, the heads, and then there's the fur, right? You got the the rat head, the chick, and then you got the capybara head on the dude. My understanding is that you'll get both of those heads and both of those collars, but then you only get one pair of hands. What, what the hell? That's that's the whole set. Though that that's so that's so you I'm have like, to buy another set hey, then. Wait, so you get you get rat heads and collars and hands and tails? Maybe no. Okay, I didn't see any tails. Okay, so we're gonna make a rat set, but no rat tails. Okay, all right, that works. Uh, and I think the uh, I think the boxer set you get you get all of that together, both the male and the female, but they only come with one pair of boots. Well, you know, uh, I don't know. I I, I just wow, don't that's weird. Cut it out. That's, uh, that's weird. 
I really hope they, they walk that back. Uh, well, this is your only chance to make a custom of Big Boa's wife. So, there you go. Because, apparently, that's a thing that nobody ever thought of doing before. But now now, now you're going to see that. Um, what, what's her name? Bo Adrian! <laughs> <laughs> Got to think on that one. Got to think on that one. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but um, no, you know what? It, it's true that the the future of collecting this scale is, if you want quality stuff, yeah, you got to go to the small manufacturers that are that are kickstarting it because the big manufacturers just have. They just don't have the vision that they had even, you know, even just 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's so aggravating. Hasbro's telling us that they can't do stuff that they've already done. That's, uh, that is, that's the, that's the disappointing thing. That is strange. It's really all about Walmart, y'all. It, it, that's, that's who Hasbro's customer really is. It's not us, Walmart. Yeah. Walmart, I think, just doesn't want to deal with volume of product that they have to sell to make you know to make a profit on eight scale stuff. Um yeah. I think that's yeah. really what it is. Hasbro would love to make all the money. You know? But ha- but Walmart, they don't you know they, they we we've known for like 20, 20 years now that they consider toys to be lost people where they don't mind losing money on to a certain point if it'll get you in the store to buy other shit. But, you know, they, they, they don't have any interest in, you know, serving our needs just as toy collectors. No. Right? No, because they know damn well that you're going to Walmart for everything you need and you're just stopping at the toy department. I don't go to Walmart fucking. I can't imagine that that's true at all. I can't imagine how you could be alive in this country and not have to go to Walmart ever. That's strange. I go to Target and I go to Kroger's. I, uh, well, huh, uh, I think you broke JD's brain on that. I was going to say, I'm completely baffled. Unless you happen to live in a place where there just is no Walmart, I I can't see how you could avoid it. That's odd. Which is not usually the case. I mean, it's usually I was going to say, I don't see how that could be possible. When I lived up in the mountains, Walmart was the only place within 60 miles to go. I was saying, some cities have more than one of them. So, um. We got, what, three or four of them within five miles of me? Jeez. And, and, and you never go? Really? Nope. So, I think nope. you're in denial. <laughs> you just won't admit it. Um. I haven't wait. been to one in like two years, man. Going on three? Damn, that's crazy. Um, I don't have a single one of the. the the Black Series 18th Star Wars figures, because I haven't gone to Walmart. Well, neither do I, but that's because, um, I, uh, well. And I, that is the only reason need, I've gone it, to Walmart recently, is because I wanted decently sculpted. That's the reason I go to Walmart. Well, it's, I went to the one in Woodland Park. All right, that's true. But that's the reason I send my wife to Walmart. <laughs> I was going to say, she bought the Death Trooper and the Scarab Trooper for him. So, I know, I bought um, those. I bought those myself, but she got my um, 
Um, First Order Stormtrooper. Oh. First Order Stormtrooper. Well, yeah, because, I mean, oh. I have oh, no, she did get me some Death Troopers. But that's because I didn't need Poe for yeah, or Han, and that's all there was here. Yeah, you're right. All, she got me so. some Death Troopers, too. Um, I kind of want that spider from the Kong line. King Kong line? Yeah. That's only a kind of been looking at that stuff people are getting it complaining about the saying that the the kong is nice from about the waist up because there's no lower articulation in that figure yeah there's, there's just neck and arm articulation. and that reminds me of one of the things that i wanted to mention G, uh jimbo have you seen that uh 118th scale mech from uh lost planet yeah yes. i saw it I've been looking. I've been wanting to get that thing for like three years since they first announced it. It's in I stock gotta, somewhere. Say what? That link that I posted on the on our Facebook group, they have it right. in stock. Yeah, it's been out since I want to say like August. Really, I didn't know <laughs> that. But yeah, I, I just haven't had the money for it. There's the smaller mech that I want to get first. The little, it's kind of like the the acid rain Raptor. Just a little one-man, little speeder kind of thing. Okay. Oh, yeah, I that, think I know what you're talking about. The Evacs. I, I, I got those figures. Um, Spryman, you may want to look into those, because they, they'd be good good Star Wars fodder, I think, a lot of them. Uh, and, and what mechs are these you guys are talking about? All right, so, for the Lost Planet line from, yeah, a Lost... Toy, from a company called Toy Notch. Okay. I'll have to check that out. I don't yeah, know about Google that. Google image no uh, Lost Planet Highballer, and they've made yeah. a mech of this thing, and it's 118th scale, and it looks absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it, it lights up. It, you know, it's, it's beautiful. It's like, what, 150 200 bucks? Uh, 198's what I saw it for whatever yeah. place has it. In, the, the link that's on our, on our podcast group, it's 198. If, if if it's up to the quality of the figures that I got, it, it's going to be nice. Yeah, and I it, it looks fantastic. I mean, I I was surprised that it was only two hundred dollars, honestly, because it looks like a much more expensive toy. I was expecting at least three hundred or more. I think I barely glanced at it. <laughs> it it's a, it, it it's the line and what Point Notch have done. They really deserve a lot more renown. And, and, and praise for it. Honestly, the the figures that they put out there to me, you know, I, I love articulation, and I love even more importantly, I, I love good proportions. And these have some of the best proportions of, of human beings in any eighteen scale one. They're just they're just really awesome looking. I have at, no idea what this line is. So Google it, dude. On some of the heads, they could be better. They need to be better. Um, yeah, they're, 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 there's one guy in there that's just straight up. He, he looks like a swamp dreadnought. You know, straight out of the package. That guy would fit right in as an ass beater with a dreadnought. Um, there's another guy that I'm thinking of using to make my own uh, Battle Force 2000 uh, Avalanche. Uh the chick in it is one of the best female figures ever. It's just astonishing or not. Yeah. yeah is that so you, Spry Man? Yeah. Okay. What time is it for you now? 
Uh, almost eleven. Oh shit! Well, <clears throat> well, uh, well, I was gonna ask. All right, now, all right. You said that when the special editions came out, your son was what three? So you took yeah. him to see him. So how old is he now? God, he's in his twenties, uh, right? Twenty-four. Yeah. So how? I know you have a lot of adventures playing um, with the toys that you were building then. Like how long? How long was he into it for? Like, I would say till he was thirteen, and he started playing drums and you know stuff like okay. that. Now is he? Now is he a geek, or is or was it just something that that you know he's just sort of outgrew, and then he just moved on to other stuff? Uh, I would say he's. Uh, got a small amount of geek side to him but not total geek uh you know he he's he's likes what i do uh he doesn't like collect or anything at this point um most of the, half the stuff i have is really his collection from when we when we started out and, no you know um and he grew it so vintage line and stuff like that all all of those are you know, really mine. I would say, so, instead of you passing stuff on to him, you just sort of absorbed it after he was done with it. That's exactly right. That's exactly um, right. So, is he your only, or do you have others? I have another son that's uh, getting ready to turn 14. Um, oh. He's a huge Clone Wars fan. Um, big Star Wars fan. Did you... Did you start him on Star Wars with Clone Wars? Because that's what happened with my daughter. She was four years old when I took her to see the Clone Wars movie. Uh-huh. And um, she's been a fan ever since. Um, I did I not. I started him on the original trilogy. Oh, um, yeah. I just, I took her to. Good man. Good man. Yeah. I, I took her to see it because I figured, well, she was too young then to, you know, I knew that she wouldn't get into live-action movies. Not really. Although, now I always make the joke that she's the type, it doesn't matter what's on the TV, she'll watch it. I always say that she's she's the target audience for the Yule Log that they put on for Christmas. Because <laughs> if the TV's on, the kid will watch it. The news, doesn't matter. She'll just watch it. But, uh, you know, then uh, Clone Wars was coming out in the theater. I was curious about it. I wanted to see what they were going to do with it. So I took her and. She latched onto it right away. I mean, Ahsoka and Anakin, and God, before this podcast, we were downstairs watching the Clone Wars on Netflix. She's 12 years old now, so she's, and <clears throat> last week, we went to see Rogue One in the theater for the third and final time before the before the DVD comes sure. out next month. Yeah. Um, you know, so she's, um, you know, and... Uh, she's she's in the she's in the superhero she's in the Pokemon, <clears throat> and you know she'll say she'll say some really really geeky stuff sometimes, and I'll be like you are such a nerd, and <laughs> and she'll be like yes I am, and I'm like yep just like your dad. Um so um yeah so I know like she's a geek for life. I don't know about my four year old, he wants that big King Kong that's out right now. I don't want to pay $35 for it. If it clearance is, I'm buying the shit out of that for him because See, I've heard the kids into gorillas, monkeys. It. They're finding it for 25 somewhere. 
Um, I might pay that. Um, the the. All right, now I know he's only four, but he likes the Planet of the Apes movies, like those, you know, the ones that they're doing right now. Yeah, the remakes. Yeah, um, remakes. Yeah, he's he's uh, so yeah, he's into that stuff. Um, I don't know, um, I don't know how geeky he'll be, but at least I got one that is. Um, <clears throat> now your older son is he? Um, <clears throat> Is he, uh, um, so you said he plays drums, what's he, in a band or whatever? Uh, not really, just, just jams with friends, they don't no. really, no, no, um, no band. Um, so is your younger son the geeky one then, or do you just, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's got more geeky side to him, he's really into video games. Uh, kids have so many distractions now, you know. Yeah, I think yeah. yeah. We're we're so into action figures because they meant so much to us. I don't know that they mean that much to the kids these days. They don't. They you know? don't. They don't unless the kids have parents like us. Yeah. They're into it, so it's around. But but if you got parents that that don't collect anything, if the kids are buying this stuff. That's what's going to happen. They're going to be into it for a couple of years, and then they're going to get into either the console games or the 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 apps, you know, on the devices, and you know it's going to fade. I mean, I think that's half the reason why a lot of the the stuff that the toy companies are putting out now isn't to the quality that we want it to be because their core audience is. They're on to something else in a year or two. I mean, they're not. Yeah. I mean, if these if these properties don't have some sort of media tie-in, then that's just. I mean, that's just it. I mean, my yeah, daughter water, and man. my daughter and her friend were watching that Max Steel cartoon on Netflix. Um, I remember last year or the year before. I remember going into Target, seeing Max Steel figures, and saying, "Where the." fuck did this come from and then i found out that there was a cartoon i'm like there was wow they invested a lot of money in a half-assed line that i don't think most people even realized was on the air until netflix started showing it and it's just strange how <clears throat> i can't imagine growing up nowadays with parents that aren't into this stuff that i don't see how you'd ever get into it uh, it's just, I don't know, it's odd to me. Because um, I always make the joke that I never outgrew G.I. Joe. But um, where my kids, my son, he's got G.I. Joes. My daughter had G.I. Joes. She feels, she'll watch the cartoon again, case in point. But the actual characters, she can't name any of them. I'm kind of hoping my son will be able to, like, no, I take that back. She was watching that Sigma Six cartoon on the Hasbro streaming channel with me. I hate anime, but I was watching it to humor her. She liked it. She couldn't remember any of the characters' names other than Snake Eyes, but she was at least enjoying that. But uh, yeah, GI Joe wasn't something I could get him into, and not having any any more luck with the Transformers either. So, um, but hey, I got her for Star Wars at least. Uh, kind of hoping my son, 
you know, he's got G.I. Joe's. I'm kind of hoping he'll get into some of it, but I don't know. Um, so, but yeah, you got, so, well, your other son, he's 14, so he's on the cusp of finding girls and not caring about this stuff anymore, too. That's right. That's right. He's, he's still say, into it, though. <clears throat> I was going to say, but at least, you know, that could, because if he, if he really has the geeky tendencies, that might only last a few years before he gets to be an adult and he goes back to being a geek. And, right. you know, right. and because this must be an interesting time to grow up as a geek because when we were kids, yeah, we like geeky stuff, but the rest of the world wasn't into it. And right. now it's like pop culture stuff is everywhere. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, like, you're free to be a geek and be a freak and, you know, Not conventions have all the cosplay and you. all the collectibles and all that stuff. They're, they're just growing up in a time where if you want to be a geek, you can. If not, eh, you know. Yeah, it's definitely the golden age just, for that. Yeah, I have no kidding. Theory, I have a theory that the, the the rise of the acceptance of geek culture corresponds to the rise in the, the, the increasing video game graphics. As, as games got more and more acceptable because they got better and better looking, got you know, it got more acceptable to be a dork in the game than other yeah, well, that's true because because <clears throat> well, all right. What was it? Is it nine? No, it's been eight eight years since no seven years since Iron Man started the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Even ten years ago, uh, even the X Men series of movies, it was there, but it was sort of movie to movie, sort of bumping along. But I don't think anybody ever saw long running franchises like now we're seeing start to be established. So, I mean, but it's all because, you know, you got geeky people who want to make these things. And again, you got an audience that's receptive to being, to being into these geeky properties that, that keep fueling the machine with the money. Yeah. It really is a golden age to be into this stuff. Totally. Yeah. All right, and we are at two hours, and uh, Sprite says he needs to get going, so we're going to cut it off there. So thank you um, for listening to yet another episode of General Geekery, whatever episode it is, whether it's 22 or 23 or 516. Three. I don't know. Uh, um, well, uh, Sprite, I want to say uh, from one geek to another and one dad to another, thanks for joining us on the show. It's been a thrill to talk to you. Like I said, I've been following your stuff for a while, and I wasn't sure I wasn't sure if you'd do a podcast, but when I asked you, and you're like, yeah, I'll do it, I'm like, oh, yeah. sweet. So, yeah, sure, dude. It is, uh, I had fun talking with you guys. Thank you. Enjoyed it. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Thanks There's for coming on the show. It's always great to... being on, Brian. What's that? As one dog owner to another, thank you for being on, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and that um, was my dog in the bark- background barking, so. Um, well, I don't think it'd be an episode of our show if the dog didn't have a cameo at this point. Yeah. Um, we're, we're sort of giving her the, you know, the movie credits, how it's kind of a big deal to be the actor that's listed after the and, like you get the, you know, uh, that's kind of your dog now. Like, yeah. She's, you know. <laughs> Um, as the puppy, you know, and yes, the, the puppy. Yep. So, um, cause last week it sounded like she was turning into a werewolf. So, um, yeah, I was going to say she was really subdued tonight. I'm like, did you, did you, you know, did you, uh, 
I would say, would you get her drunk or give her beer or something? Make no, her we just we're, we're talking we're talking sternly to her. He lives, now. He lives in Colorado. <laughs> we know what he gave her. <laughs> 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 yeah. No. All right. So thanks for listening to uh, another episode of General Geekery, and uh, tune in next week when we'll have absolutely no idea what we're talking about once again. <laughs>